I live in Israel. This season is dedicated to the memory of the 1,400 of my countrymen who were massacred on October 7th, and the 240 people that were kidnapped and are being held hostage by the terrorist organization Hamas. Hopefully they will be returned to their families as soon as possible, and hopefully this terrible war will be able to come to a peaceful end very soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 58 of Season 6 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast, where we take a Caprex journey through the 1946 classic, It's a Wonderful Life, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Duncan Shields of Chronologically Speaking. Welcome back, Duncan. Thank you. Thank you. It's been great, great talking about this movie, and I'm looking forward to talking about it more. So Minute 58 begins with George continuing his explanation as to what's really going on here and ends with Tom still wanting his money. So yesterday we, we ended things with, uh, you know, George is trying to explain what Potter's motivation is here. And George is trying to, you know, make the people understand that, that, that George himself actually has good intentions here when Potter only has bad intentions. And so he, he basically, Ended yesterday by saying, uh, because we're cutting into his business, that's why. He wants to keep you living in his slums and paying the kind of rent he decides. Joe, you had one of those Potter houses, didn't you? Well, have you forgotten? Have you forgotten what he charged you for that broken down check? Here, Ed, you know. You remember last year when things weren't going so well and you couldn't make the payments? Well, you didn't lose your house, did you? You think Potter would have let you keep it? Can't you understand what's happening here? Don't you see what's happening? Potter isn't selling, Potter's buying. And why? Because we're panicky, and he's not. That's why. He's picking up some bargain. Now, we can get through this all right. We've got to stick together, though. We've got to have faith in, in, in each other. And then a woman goes, but my husband hasn't worked in over a year, and I need money. How am I going to live until the bank opens? i got doctor bills to pay. I need cash. I can't feed my kids on faith. So. What what's very interesting with this whole conversation is first of all, it George does a great job of explaining the situation here. You know, not just to, to yeah. the people there, but also to us. By saying, look, yeah. Potter Potter is is a businessman who his main goal or his only goal is to make sure that in the end he gets what he wants. You know, he doesn't want you to to, to get the better of, of him and you know he's he's gonna have you sleep live in a slum and whatever as long as you make sure that 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 uh, you know as long as he's making money he's gonna keep doing that you know as far as he's concerned there's absolutely no there's there's no personal touch in the whole thing it's completely business and what George is saying is is that if you're in the building alone you know we we take into consideration who you are and what you are and what you need. You know, if, if you need a month or two where you need to, okay, that's fine. We're willing to, you know, you come speak to us and we're willing to help you out. That's more or less what, what he's trying to say here. Um, you know, he's yeah. talking to, to Ed and he's, he basically says to him, you know, that, that when, when uh, you know, you couldn't make your payments, you, 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 
if it would have been through Potter, you would have lost your house. I mean, I don't know how it works that if you yeah. that if you don't pay certain if you don't pay a certain number of months payment. I don't know how that you know. I don't know at what point when you have a you know a mortgage or a loan. If you don't pay it back, then they they you know I, I assume it's not after the first payment, but you know it will reach well, a point I, I think, pretty quickly. Yeah. And I think that's that's what he's saying here is that the first option for Potter would be foreclosure. That's right. And he would say, oh, you missed two payments? Get out. You know, That's whereas it. with this, with the buildings and loan, and it's like, you grew up with the guy who lent you the money. You know, That's and right. you grew up with the guy who you gave money to. Then, like, they're going to explore 20 options before they have to foreclose. And when they do foreclose, they're full, they'll, they'll foreclose in a way that you as the homeowner will go, well, that's fair. Right. I mean, like, do you think it's specific? Do you think I that- see. I see how your hands are. You know, like I, I can't pay the money. I can see how your hands are tied. I'm sorry to see the house go, and I don't know what I'm going to do. But you tried everything. That's and right. You gave me 19 chances. Right. So, and that's that personal connection that you can have with a community financial institution. Whereas, yeah, Potter would care in the slightest. Correct. But the question that I have then, it goes back to what we were talking about uh, just a few days ago. You're investing money in the building alone. Are you investing money specifically for my house or you're investing money in the building alone? In the building alone, George chooses, you know, where that money is going towards. You know, it's not as if I would be paying money back that goes directly to you, would it? It would go back to the building and loan. The building and loan, then according to whatever uh, deal it made, you know, will pay back will pay you back after two years or whatever it is. You know, I think I think I that's what so, it yeah. is. But he's making it sound as if it's it's a direct payment. Meaning, I mean he talked about it earlier in this week. If uh, you know, if if Tom or Charlie were to stop their payments, you know, th- does that mean that if you're foreclosing, does that mean that Ed's house is no longer going to be built? You know that that that's what I'm. That's what is somewhat confusing to me about the way this this all works. You know, a lot. Well, a lot of these uh, a lot of these deals seem to be that kind of that kind of confusion. Like there's a like I remember when somebody explained to me how a nuclear reactor works. I thought it was deeply, 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 deeply complicated and that I would never be able to get my head around it because I don't have a doctorate in physics. And then somebody said, uh, no, uranium gets hot because it's so radioactive. And so if you put the uranium into water, the water boils and that creates steam. And then you create, you capture the steam for steam power. And that's what a nuclear reactor is. Uh, And I was like, what okay that's simple. <laughs> you know that's that's so simple that's so simple uh, but the, the problem is that like it's free it's, it's it's like free electricity as long as you have some uranium but it's the the downside is when it goes you know wrong or you build it wrong or you you know whatever situation led to chernobyl when something goes wrong it goes really 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 wrong yeah and so i think there's something about this uh financial institutions that are that are similar you know, where your money goes into a financial institution and it's so complicated to keep track of that you're like, I don't know what happens in there just as long as I get a decent return on my investment. And I know that you can get a doctorate in economics, right? Like it's a complicated web of checks and balances. And, you know, like when 
the complicated system collapse it's a house it's a you know when it collapses it's a house of cards and everything comes down you know and that's happened a few times you know with our with our society and uh and will continue to do so but it's to have it explained like he's trying to explain it here like it's like that uh the theory of if you're if you've got a doctorate in quantum physics explain it explain a concept to a fellow professor you know explain that concept to uh somebody who's taking physics perhaps in college for their first year explain it to somebody who's uh, a lay person who you know doesn't know anything about physics and then explain it to a six-year-old kid right if you can do if you can explain what you're talking about on those six levels um then you really know what you're talking about right Sure. And you're also a fantastic communicator. So if you can, if you can, you know, get the uh, get these get these concepts of what a building and loan actually is to a viewing audience and to the people that have their money invested, you know, in your institution, then that's something that he's doing a pretty good job of here. But I am curious about like, yeah, how do they like? Because I know like, you know, you, you do they invest that the money that they get from people in other things right. than the buildings and that that's that's something i'm not i'm not my, my assumption is no to... my assumption is no because i mean back it goes back to the conversations that george had with uh, with peter you know at the uh, at the dinner table uh, all those weeks ago you know where he was talking about the fact that uh you know i don't understand how you can nickel and dime this whole thing just to, to be able to save a you know five cents on on a pipe and things like that so it, it, yeah, the the money yeah. the money that they get is being invested in the house in the building of the house. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, and buying the parts and stuff like that. So yeah, interesting. Now, did you notice that there's a, a sign uh, on the wall as uh, George is talking, trying to keep them from leaving the the place? You see a sign that says "Own your home, payments like rent." Right, which basically, oh, which basically means, no, uh, I, oh, I missed that. Yeah, which basically means that this is a rent-to-own type of idea. Yeah, I, I would, I would imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do do you know? Very similar to a mortgage, I guess. But. No, no, I don't think so because here it's uh, a mortgage is something that you do own. You you own it at the oh, outset. Oh, I see what you're saying. You own it at the outset. Here, the idea is that you know you pay for a certain amount of time, and then you know once then once you're you're done with all the payments then it then it's completely yours you're not paying a loan right yeah you're not paying back a loan like you see you, you prove that you theoretically can be good for the money right. and then they give you a house and you start paying that's right and then after 15 20 years right 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 yeah that's a big difference exactly so how, how far back do you think the idea of of renting goes <laughs> i'm saying uh when there was more than three cave people and one cave <laughs> i think that's that's how far back renting goes that would be my guess i mean i don't know recorded rent yes, probably recorded. i don't know i'll once again say egypt and it will probably be china <laughs> it's, it's actually neither it's it's uh it was referenced in roman law roman law sure okay yeah. there we go. where people would would be renting uh farms or renting land and therefore you would you know you'd be paying uh annual or monthly payments in order to be able to use something right and then i, I came across a, a list that's pretty interesting like you know why would people prefer to rent as opposed to buy because you know the whole idea of renting is that in the end 
you you don't have any. You know, you can you 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 rent, but you have you have a place to stay, but it's not yours. It's not even tangible afterwards. You know, if if after uh, six months or a year or, or twenty years you're renting something, you don't have something. You know, uh, you don't have something in your pocket if you're paying a mortgage. So once you're done paying the mortgage, you at least have the house. You know that type of thing. Yeah. So some of the the different reasons that at a, at a, at a point it can yeah okay sorry yeah no good and you you can you can continue with what you're saying yeah, I mean, there's a theor, theoretically I believe is the idea that renting is cheaper uh, that if you don't have a whole bunch of money to put down as a down payment then your mortgage payments are going to be very high right. correct. You have, you know, whatever first and last month's rent, and you can pay the rent. You can move in tomorrow. Right. You know, so it's like, you know, there's a lot, like especially in Vancouver with property prices being so high. Um, like people, it's a lot of people in this town that are yeah. going to be living in a rented apartment forever and ever. Because there's no way to get enough of a down payment together to afford property, and even now rent is skyrocketed to a place where it's basically the same as paying a mortgage. So I don't know. So many people are being priced out of the city here. But I think yeah, theoretically, if you're renting a car, if you're like if, and also if you don't need it, like if you need, you know, whatever, a nail gun for a weekend, there are probably places out there that you can rent it. Right. You know, otherwise you're going to spend, you know, whatever, $2,000 on a nail gun that you're going to use for a weekend. And then what are you going to do? Try to sell it? Right. Hang it, keep it in your garage for nine years. Right. <laughs> you know, like, so I think renting is this way of like, yeah, you rent a car, you, you, you rent a costume for Halloween or something like that. You, you rent something that you're only going to need temporarily. Renting a movie. And if you are going to use it, yeah, renting a movie, if you're going to have something forever then you'll buy it but uh it's all it all comes down to what you can uh, what you can afford theoretically i think so that would be the the thing and if you're only going to be in town for a bit you know like if you if you leave if you move somewhere else but you're only going to be there for five years so you rent you know or right. okay or whatever it's 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 what you're what's what you're capable of uh it's it's also what you're financially capable of right. doing. Uh, okay this is one of the, the things that are mentioned here i mean there are many places where if you're renting a business or a place for a business, then it's tax deductible. So therefore, people, you know, would would rather that they get the extra tax breaks by by renting as opposed to owning something. Sure. Um, then here's this financial sure. inadequacy, which is what you were talking about before, where you don't have enough money to buy the house. Um, so therefore, you need to to rent it. You know, you need to pay uh, monthly installments because you don't have the down payment to put there. Sometimes people will do it because their 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 fear of uh, financial risk that you know the price of uh, whatever it is that you're buying will depreciate or that uh, you know the you're paying transaction costs and things like that. So therefore, if you're if you're only doing sure. it, uh, you know, like you said, you want to be able to to move in as quickly as possible, pay as the least that you need to. Sometimes if you need something temporarily, like what you said, if you need a special tool or a car or something like that. Okay, uh, that goes back to the temporary thing. So if you need to rent something like a car or something like that, but you you have your own car, but you still need to rent another car because you're you're in Vancouver as opposed to you know in the place you were before. 
you know, that type of thing. Sometimes it is a cheaper alternative to buying, uh, like renting a movie, you know, things like that, where it's something that, that, you know, you just need it for a short amount of time. Uh, sometimes yeah. the idea of, uh, you know, that you don't want to have to deal with, with the upkeep of a property, you know, all. That's a big thing too, is if like, if something goes wrong in my house, um, it's, it's my responsibility That's to right. fix it. And I, you know, know people that, you know, can do those things or, or learn how to do them. That's theoretically their responsibility to fix the property that you're right. renting. And then you have certain, certain rights and certain uh, guarantees as, uh, as, as laid out in the rental agreement. Right. Yeah. But if you're in one of Potter's slums, that phone number isn't going to, that's going to go to an answering machine that's right. and they'll never show that up. Is- You'll have a leaky a leaky roof for the entire winter. <laughs> That's right. So I, I found that there was a survey that says twenty seven percent of renters plan to never buy a home. You know, so it's basically only a quarter of the the, the the people in the world that prefer to rent as opposed to to buy. You know, that's sure. Well, there's something about the lack of commitment in 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 renting where you're like, bah, I don't want to be here anymore. Bye. You got to give a month's notice and go, and then that's it. It's all done. Okay. All done. I mean, I. You know, and I think that there's 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 uh, there's there's, a, there's an attraction there. Like, if you see yourself as a transient entity, you know, like you're here for a good time, not a long time, and uh, you know, you might as well rent. I can see how renting takes, uh, if you can somehow find a way to save, or if you've got a job with a pension or something like that. Like, renting can reduce a lot of the headaches in your life. Depending if you've got a good place and you're renting in a in a in a, a good neighborhood and a good place and you've got a good deal and you've got a good connection with the the people that do repairs with your landlord or whatever, then you know I can see renting to be uh, to be preferable. But I can also dig that that's a 25% you know thought process state of right. mind. <laughs> you know, like I can see how that's 75% of the people are trying to save up for that's to buy, right. uh, but. Right. Like I, I, I mean, we, we own our home, but, but for instance, with, with a car, I actually lease my car for the, for the very reason that I put so much mileage on it sure, yeah. that it's worthwhile that every two and a half, three years, you know, even though I don't end with a car of my own, you know, then I just switch for, for another car, you know, that type of thing. So this way I know that I have something that yeah. is maintained properly. And even though I'm putting on so much mileage on the car, you know, in the end of the day, I, I know that I'm driving something that is, I guess, safer because because it's it's kept yeah. up uh, better. You know, that type of thing. Yeah, it's like down, downloading an update to to software that you have or something like that. Like, you know, if, if you've got a, a, a more recent car with better safety features and, you know, you just kind of update it right. every few sure. years. Yeah, that's a good that's a good example. That's a great example. So b- back to what we were talking about before. So George finishes his speech, and then we we had uh, three or four people that uh, no, sorry, we had five people that actually give excuses as to why they need the money right now. So the first one is the woman said, "My husband yeah. hasn't worked in over any over a year, and I need money. So why is she only coming now? You know, if she has invested money in the saving in the building and loan." Okay, so the fact that her husband hasn't worked for a year and that she now needs the money, why is it happened that today she's coming to get it? You'd think she would have needed this money beforehand. Uh, tax season. I think uh, <laughs> I think a lot of it, I mean, the whole thing about a run is somebody called her and said, look, you know, 15 people are charging into the office and they're going to get their money 
and if you're not there you might not get yours and then the building mm, might go okay. under you know so like so once you know they tell two friends and they tell two friends and they they tell two friends that's how that's how a run gets started and that's what's that's what's happening here as i imagine there was a little bit of communication that resulted in this you know small but impactful yeah. mob that's here in the office right now right and then how am i going to live until the bank opens <laughs> I, again yeah. you know it, it's just very strange the way that that uh, you know the, 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 these people are are thinking at this point you know again it makes sense what you're saying about the fact that they're they're panicking because of because the run on the the bank they're panicking you know right but it's like what do you mean how am i going to live until the bank reason opens? goes out the window <laughs> you know, it's like a strange idea maybe it's strange yeah, concept for us the, the bank is isn't the deal but the bank is closed yeah. for a week right yeah. or something like that yeah so they've got to they've got to get through a week right. with uh with no money and then so, I, I got doctor's bills to pay. Which is, yeah, because back in the, because I remember the beginning, what was it? I think it was Eddie Murphy who had this whole routine about like, this is back when bank machines were just starting to come into faction. He has this, he had this thing was like, you know, access to your money 24 hours a day is actually probably not a great thing. That's right. Like he says, like back, back when, you know, the banking hours were sacrosanct and there was no bank machines, you had to take out a bunch of money on Friday and hope it lasted you until Monday. Because there was no other recourse. If you were out of money, you were out of money. Right. You know, and he asked the question, when was the last time you needed $200 at four in the morning for a good moral reason? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I, that really, uh, you know, that really stuck with me is that, you know, I bet you when you had to make your money stretch, uh, it had the accidental benefit of keeping you on the straight and narrow because there was no there was no way you could afford any paths of ill repute or any um you know extracurricular uh you know expensive destructive possibly quasi illegal activities because that that you know you didn't have the money for it all you had the money for it was groceries so hmm. interesting I never thought about that so these I have to try yeah, to find it. That was a good. It was sort of a, a, yeah. I think it was Eddie Murphy. My, my, I think it was. Um, that, that, that I don't know. I mean, I did, I did a quick search and I couldn't find, um, couldn't find any. I couldn't find that it was Eddie Murphy, but okay, you know, it doesn't, that doesn't mean that it wasn't. It wasn't one of his giant, huge. It wasn't part of Delirious or anything like that. But I think. Uh, no, it was Chris Rock. I remember. There you go. Oh, is it Chris Rock? Chris okay. Rock. There you go. There, there's a reason why I couldn't find it. <laughs> now that now that you say it, I'm like, ah, uh, that's right. Yeah, it was Chris Rock. That's right. It was, I believe, one of Chris Rock's uh, earlier shows that he he did that. Don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And then someone else says, I got doctor's bills to pay, and someone else says, I need cash. <laughs> and then <laughs> he's just trying to join in. That guy's just I, I just to need cash. In, you know. Yeah. And I, I have a great reason. I also have a great reason. I, I, I just want money. That's right. That's right. And then someone says, I can't feed my kids on faith. Well, that's the thing. People say money can't buy happiness, you know, and you're like, yeah, I get what you're saying. I really do. But I can't feed my children. So can I have some money, please? That's you know, right. there's these 
fiscal realities that uh, that make a mockery of the saying money can't buy happiness. You know, there's a lot of people out there that were like money would literally solve all of my problems right now. You know, happiness is an abstract, but there are practical realities that I can't afford right now. Right. Not extras, not not avocado toast, not lattes, you know, not not everything that the boomers are telling us to skimp on so that we can afford a house. I mean, like I literally can't live day to day with the money that I have right now. So I would like more, please. Right. You know, and then I would be literally, concretely, actually happier <laughs> or less stressed. And that's uh, that is the same as happiness for a lot of people. Right. You know, if you can't be literally happy, then less stressed is a fantastic second place. Yes, I agree with that. And at this point, uh, we get a shot of Mary, and Mary opens up her 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 little bag and pulls out a wad of cash and goes, "How much do you need?" <laughs> And then George sees this right away, yeah. and he jumps up and he goes, "Hey, I got two thousand dollars. Here's two thousand dollars. This will tide us over till the bank reopens." And then he goes over and goes, "All right, Tom, how much do you need?" And he goes, two hundred and forty-two dollars." Oh, Tom, just enough to tide you over until the bank reopens. I'll take two hundred and forty-two dollars. <laughs> he ain't budging. This guy's not budging. Nope. Nope. And again, it goes back to what we were talking about yesterday. This is fifty-five hundred dollars that he wants. You know, he doesn't necessarily need it for the next week. His, the whole idea is that he wants to make sure that, you know, that nobody else gets it. <laughs> well, and also, so how much money in real world today dollars did she pull out of her purse? Uh, what was, what's, what's, uh, what's, what's 1932 dollars? What's 2019 $32? That's just, that's gotta be like $400,000. She just pulled out of her purse to, to, to wave around, you know? Um, that it's a very simple thing to figure out. It is $45,000. <laughs> Hot dang. Hot dog. That's right. Talk, about, talk about going on a vacation for $45,000. Wow. <laughs> Jeez Louise, that's a, that's a honeymoon. Holy dang. That's right. But the, now, so these, this to me is a, a, a this this is the pivotal moment in a pivotal scene. Right. This is the heart of the movie. And this one moment is the heart of the heart of the movie. George doesn't hesitate for a second when his wife holds up their honeymoon money. Yeah, but she offered right? it. <laughs> yeah, she offered it. Right. This is the thing. It's 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 a teamwork thing. Like she offered it. This is why they're a good match, too, is because, I mean, she wants the, the, the old the old crappy house that they have to fix up. You know, like she's 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 a she's a, a good person. She has a great heart. Um, like, you know, do you think Gloria Graham would have been like, here, take our money? <laughs> I don't think so. No. Right. If he had if he had wound up with uh, with, uh, with uh, the good violent time, good time. Gloria violent. Graham. Violet. Yes. Violet. It's, it's great because one thing about watching this movie is I, I, I went through a noir film uh chapter of my life because i was like i don't know much about noir films i should watch nine thousand noir films uh and so i did that over the last few years so seeing seeing uh seeing gloria graham now i'm like it's it's a, it's a whole other experience because I'm, I'm well versed in the awesomeness of gloria graham so it's cool to see her but like yeah she pulls the she pulls the money out and she pulls the money out of her purse and says how much do you need and that's he just hops over the counter and grabs the money. He doesn't even hesitate for a second. He's not like, oh no, or 
There's not a moment where he's like, what are you doing? Like, he's not like, you know, embarrassed. He's not, uh, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of regular human possibilities <laughs> that could happen with him yeah. in this moment when she literally holds up their honeymoon fund uh, to, to, to quell this situation. Yeah. And uh, like, he just like doesn't hesitate. This is the kind of the goodness that everybody sees in him that he doesn't see in himself. He would never, he doesn't hesitate to, 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 to give away this money for his, you know, any play, the one chance at some pleasure he might be able to have, he immediately spends to save this business because he believes it's for this community. He believes it's for the people. He believes it's for everybody. So she offers it because he would never have thought about it. He's just, he's, I think, also being infected by a small kernel of panic. But when she pulls it out, he's like, yes, a fantastic solution. That's right. You know, he's not like, oh, no, you just boned our complete honeymoon. You know, uh, okay, I guess that's something we could do shoot you know there's no regret there's no moment of uh doing the math in his head he just hops across the counter immediately takes her up on this fantastic offer and completely destroys any chance they have at a happy honeymoon for the sake of the people and that is incredible right that's amazing and that's 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 his character that's the theme of the movie that's the point of the movie and that's who he is and uh yeah he doesn't see it in himself he's just doing what anybody would do he thinks to himself uh, but he's not doing what anybody would do right that's true and what's what's very interesting if you think about it is it shows that that tom is pretty selfish because if he's only got two thousand dollars and tom sees that there are approximately 30 people in the room and he wants you know a tenth of the money they got that already uh you know says something about it and that's what I like about it because that's very realistic. That's what I like about that in this moment is the other people are willing to to break down, but he's a stubborn, pig-headed. Uh, this is the amount of money that I want, and I'm not budging on that. You know, that's that's his that's his deal, and that's um, I think a very real take that a lot of people are actually like. It doesn't. This is the other thing is what I like about this movie is it's not like it doesn't make him an actor. It just makes him an obstinate person who stuck to his guns, who's realistically concerned about that's right. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, it, but it's, it, it's, it's a, it, you know, it's pushing the line. Cause you're like, dude, you, you know, the reality of what's happening in this room. I don't think you need $242, you know, like, but, but okay. You know, the, you, you Beetlejuiced the amount you said it three times. Okay. That's right. You know, I can't, I can't talk, I can't, you obviously can't, I can't talk you down, and there's a line of people here, so, so, okay. Right. All right. You know, but I think he also sets the example where the other people in the room are like, I don't want to be that guy, <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll take a little less. Right, everyone, there you go. Everyone else said, oh, look at, look at Tom, I can't believe he took so much, I'm, I'm willing to, to deal with less. So, hey, if it works, why not? Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, that's all I have for this minute. Do you have anything else for this minute? No. All right. So every Wednesday we have a segment called "What a Wonderful Wednesday." The and the idea behind this uh, this this segment is that ever since this movie came out seventy seven years ago, there have been tons of other movies, TV shows, uh, radio programs, comic books 
that have taken the the basic premise of this movie and shown, you know, what would happen in someone's life uh, or to the people around them if something dramatic were to change, whether they wouldn't be there anymore or if they would have made a different decision in life or whatever it is. So every week I bring another example of, of something that, that fits into that. So this week I actually decided that I'm going to bring in the one of one of my favorite movies. It's a very fun movie. Have you ever seen the movie the The Family Man with Nicolas Cage? The Family Man. Yes. I don't know if I've even heard. Was it a different title no, over here? No, I don't no, know if no. It was heard with it, Nicolas it came Cage. out in in, in two thousand with Nicolas Cage and Tia Leone called The Family Man. So it's 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 about a it's oh. about a guy who's this uh, investment broker and. Uh, you know, we, we see how, how his life is and he decides to, to do a good deed. And as he's doing this good deed, uh, he turns out that he meets this angel who gives him the, who tells him that, that, uh, you know, he's going to give him the opportunity to see what his life would have been. had he made a different decision, uh, years earlier because he was, uh, he right. was, he was in a relationship with, uh, the character played by Tia Leone and what would have happened had, he not left to go take a an internship uh, overseas and stayed stayed there instead. So I mean, I just love the way that this movie takes a character who knows nothing about child rearing and puts him in the, in in the or being in a uh, long term relationship and puts him in that situation. And we get to see how he acts as you know this this uh, married man. And I mean, most of the movie just, just, uh, I mean, in my opinion, it's hilarious the way that they do it. You know, do you see it's, it's similar to what we talked about, uh, what I talked about a few weeks ago with, with sliding doors, you know, the movie sliding doors where, you know, at a certain point in your life, you know, if you, if you were to skew off the, your, your, uh, your history from that point, you know, how would that have affected your life? And so I, I think that this is this this movie to me is a great example of that. Um, I'm not the biggest Nicolas Cage fan, but I love what he does in this movie because he's able to to be the three different characters that he's meant to be. The you know the the investment broker who oh, who completely doesn't know uh, you know who who's just after money. The uh, the investment broker who is now thrown into this family situation and doesn't know how to deal with it. And then the, this family man who finally realizes what's, what's possibly important to him in life, you know, and it's not necessarily what he thought beforehand. So, you know, I, I recommend that people check that movie out if you can. Um, as I said, it's, it's a favorite. I'm of mine. gonna now. I've, yeah, I, I've watched it. I've, it came, it must've came and went. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get into uh, uh, Nicholas Cage that much uh so I've, I've only recently come to like his his reddit his subreddit is called the one true god <laughs> <laughs> like you know everybody yeah. yeah people who like nicholas cage love nicholas cage and i get it you know he's uh he's he's an actor that you know what was that movie that came out the pig mm-hmm. yeah uh two years ago pig i think it was just called pig uh yeah. yeah just called pig amazing movie amazing movie like he's capable of greatness uh, but he also never says no to a paycheck, right? You know, and uh, it's amazing. It's his his body of work is something that's going to be analyzed after he passes away. There's going to be a real, <laughs> you know, 
essays written about about the the impact of this work and the width and breadth of quality uh, of this work. Great. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, personally, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan, but uh, but there are some yeah. movies that he does that I just really like him in, and this is this is one of those examples. And yeah. uh, I mean, this is this is actually a movie I remember seeing in the theater. I was in I was visiting uh, the states in January 2001, and I. I went like five days in a row to see different movies, and this is one of them. And there, there, you know, there were movies that I didn't know anything about beforehand. You know, I saw this one. I saw Thirteen Days yeah. with, uh, you know, all about the the Cuban Missile Crisis. I remember seeing Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I saw. Wow, Thirteen um, Days was way back then. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And wow. and I remember seeing. Um, it was Costner, right? That was Costner. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing what women what women want with Mel Gibson, and the final oh, yeah. one was was Castaway. Those were those are the five movies that I saw. You know, that's five days good, in a row. Uh, that's a good good crop of movies there. Yeah, it really was. It really was. I, most of them are, are movies that I that I will go back and and watch over and over. I, I think What Women Want is the only one that really doesn't fit into that category. But the other four, <laughs> yeah. the other four are there. Yeah. All right, great. Well. But there was um. It, well, I don't. Maybe I should take this offline. There was a this when you talk about I'm such a sucker for alternate universe. What if, you know, like there's that Marvel uh, animated show. What if mm-hmm. there was that whole yeah. comic title like What If, uh, like the, the idea of of what would happen. Like there's a lot of small choices you could make that might not change your 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 life that much. And there's also like really giant pivotal moments in your life that you've built up to be in giant pivotal moments in your life that maybe actually weren't you right. know like you know you didn't have the courage to do this one thing so you're like oh i wonder how my life would have been so different if i had had the courage but maybe if you had had the courage uh the thing wouldn't have worked out almost immediately Correct. so the end result kind of would have been pretty much the same but maybe there's like you know like the sliding doors thing you miss a bus and that changes everything unbeknownst mm-hmm. to you, you know? Sure. So, but I guess, uh, did you talk about, I guess, did you talk about the Simpsons one yet? Yes. That was one of the okay. first ones we talked about. No doubt. That's one of the classics. That's so funny. Everything's way better without Homer. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Uh, and there was a moment in, um, there's an episode of Star Trek, the next generation where. Yes. I have that. Uh, we, we haven't discussed that one yet, but that, that, is okay. in, All right, cool. that is on my list to talk about. Is that the wharf one? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, and then uh, 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 Red Dwarf. You talk about Red Dwarf? No, no, I haven't talked about that one. There's a, there's a TV show called Red Dwarf, and there's the main character is Rimmer, and he's this, you know, really, really self-serving, um, horrible person, and he's one of the main characters. But he's he's you know he's underhanded he's sneaky he's he's rules driven he's in it for himself he's just a, a very uh, selfish brittle petulant uh, person who's hilariously played and and is fun to watch but they go to an alternate universe where his counterpart in this alternate universe is one of the best people that's ever lived he's this wonderful oh, wow. guy called he's called Ace Ace Rimmer is his uh, is his name. And he and the whole reason why he's the best uh, is because instead of being passed in grade three, he was held back for an extra year. Oh, wow. 
right? Like in, in in this universe, his father pulled strings to get him passed through to 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 grade four, even though he didn't have the grades and he shouldn't have been allowed to do so. So he's kind of learned how to uh, fake people out and and uh, get by with the power of his father saving him and all this all this other stuff that's that snowballed into him being a, a pretty horrible person. But this person who was kept back for one year. Um, learned the value of 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 hard work and and uh how to be um selfless and like all this all this other stuff he's got this amazing military career and but everybody that meets him is like what a guy you know <laughs> they just they just <laughs> you know to meet him is to love him uh and you you trust him to have your back at any opportunity he's like the opposite of what this main character in the in the main show is but it's because he was held back an extra year in school Oh, wow, right. and that, always, that always stuck with me too. And then uh, I guess are you going to talk about Jacob's Ladder at all? Um, that wasn't on my list at this point, but it, it might be. But the the main yeah. thing, I, I, the the TV show that I love that deals with this stuff is Sliders. Yeah, God, oh, Sliders! What a what a fantastic premise that eventually, you know, I don't think it was handled well. I think it ran no. out of steam. I think it, it, but the premise of it was oh golden. I wish that I'm glad the show got made. I think the, the 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 cast was great, and a lot of the episodes are called. But boy, I, I wish uh, I wish it would have been better than it was, because uh, or I wish that other people would take up the premise and uh, and do it again, because it's just just bouncing from Earth to Earth, from different Earth to different Earth. I think that's right. just the most fertile ground for imagination that is possible for a premise. So I don't know. Hopefully they do it again. Yeah. All right, so uh, Duncan, do you want to tell people where they can find Duncan Shields? Tronologicallyspeaking.com, hard to spell, good luck. And uh, and then, um, <laughs> yeah, just go to buy Duncan Shields, S-H-I-E-L-D-S, on all the social medias, and you'll see me there for your viewing pleasure. Get in touch. All right, and finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Facebook, find me on Twitter, and you can find me on my website, moverabminute.com. So, until tomorrow, hot dog. Hot dog. I love you truly, truly, dear. Life with its sorrow, life with its tears. 